This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. So, Sandy, we are about to shift over to another stalwart in the industry. It's like just back to back to back to back here. The best of. It is a best of. And, you know, we're delighted to be here at the Wharton Social Impact Conference. Um, we have already seen several really excellent panels. We've been talking to, to a lot of different attendees. Um, and it's, I'm delighted to shift our focus to Tasha Seitz, who is the Chief Investment Officer for Impact Engine. Welcome to the show, Tasha. Thank you. And this is a milestone day for me as well, because no one has ever called me a stalwart before. Oh, I'm so excited. You but you are. I mean, seriously, like we need to pull you from Chicago, which is where you're based. <laughs> and I know you work with Northwestern University in Kellogg. You got to come to Wharton. We got to get you here. <laughs> well, I can't say the weather's any better today. So you're going to have to come up with something else. I know we're not the Bay Area, so mm. you're not we're not tempted how about, there. How about a cheesesteak? <laughs> oh, that would help. Let's get one of those lined up. But thanks so much for joining us, Tasha. Thanks for stopping by. I know it's a busy day and busy couple of days. You're also involved with the MBA Impact Investing Network and Training Program, or Mint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I wanted to talk more about Impact Engine. I don't actually know a ton about it. So, so tell us a little more about what your own experience in impact investing is and now where you are at Impact Engine. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to start with a little bit of my personal story just to give some framing and context. Yeah. So uh, I have been in venture capital uh, as a technology investor for a long time. It's, it's officially two decades as of 2017. <laughs> wow. So uh, it's been a long time. Uh, and I have seen the powers that entrepreneurs have to create change in the world and have impact on people's day-to-day lives. The example I like to talk about is a company that was the first. We invested in 1997. It was the first company to put a browser on a mobile phone. Uh, and that, of course, now has tremendous impact and is a tremendous enabling platform for impact and all around the world. And something we take for granted. And something we take for granted. So it wasn't always that way. Um, so for me, I really discovered the opportunities to take that investment model, apply it to creating a positive social environmental impact in 2009 after the financial crisis. Uh, and I... I traveled uh, to sub-Saharan Africa with an organization that was taking that investment approach, and I became a student of everything that was happening at the intersection. Uh, And at that time in Chicago, uh, there were a couple of professors from Booth and Kellogg who were starting conversations around what can we do in impact investing. We see students graduating from our programs that want to start businesses uh, that align with their values, uh, but they don't have the same kind of support from mentors and investors that your typical technology entrepreneur does. And so uh, I leaned in uh, and got involved with uh, launching what became Impact Engine. Uh, And we started life as an accelerator program. So identifying promising entrepreneurs that were creating impact through businesses, all for profits, uh, providing them an intense mentorship um, experience over the course of three to four months, and then putting them up in front of a group of investors at at a demo day. Uh, Shark Tank. It was very Shark Tank-ish. Um, in fact, we had, have an entrepreneur who's going to appear on Shark Tank oh, very shortly. Really? So watch on April 14th. There you uh, go. Week from tonight. Okay. What is it called? Are you allowed to share it? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to share okay. it. Just well, watch don't. it. Okay. <laughs> Secure Personal safety and security. Okay. Okay. Buy one. Um, <laughs> I'm now very curious. So, yeah, you're going to be watching Shark Tank. I've seen on TV. Friday, aren't you? Um, so... We ran that accelerator program for the course of three years. Each year, we raised a small fund. Um, and a couple of years into it, we decided that the market had really shifted and where there was the greatest need for our focus uh, was around creating 
essentially a venture fund, an early stage fund, to work with entrepreneurs in a more structured way to create a vehicle for investors that wanted to put early stage dollars to work but didn't have the time or experience or confidence to write the checks themselves. They needed a vehicle to invest in and invest through. And so about a year and a half ago, uh, we had our first close in the Impact Engine Fund. It's a $10 million venture fund. Uh, We focus on investing in information technology-based companies that are improving education, health, resource efficiency, and economic empowerment. So we have a portfolio now of 14 companies. Um, We have several that I would describe as pre-seed companies. We wrote small checks, $25,000 checks. Uh, The largest check we've written is $250,000 into Series A stage companies. Uh, And so we run that gamut. Our sweet spot is really seed stage and Series A. Excellent. And what, you know, as you're working with these companies and and you've seen the evolution from 2009 when it was clear that something needed to be done, what still needs to be done for these companies? What are still some challenges that these social entrepreneurs face, whether it's in accessing capital, getting to market, overcoming, um, you know, misconceptions individuals might have about a social enterprise. How much time do we have? (laughs) Because there are a lot of challenges. (laughs) There are a lot of challenges companies face because, you know, they face all the, you know, the typical things that, you know, when you're starting a business, they're high risk. You got to get product market fit. You got to figure out a cost effective route to customers. What you know, selling proposition is going to resonate. How do you attract talent? Yep. All, all the, of that. All the standard startup challenges. All plus. the standard stuff. Plus, uh, and I do think that there is still a tremendous need for capital around the early stages. I think, you know, what we've seen is that there are more and more angels and angel groups and even sort of a proliferation of some early stage funds, um, but still not enough. Some are sort of very, very narrow and specific about the impact that they want to create. Um, and I think once companies get a little farther along and they can demonstrate that they're up, uh, you know, and can generate consistent, predictable revenues, then there's a lot of capital out there for them. But there's still not enough in that early stage, particularly, um, you know, sort of million dollar plus checks out there. So, yeah. Yeah, and I want to remind our listeners that we are here on the floor of the Wharton Social Impact Conference. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is Dollars and Change, and I'm Nick Ashburn. And I'm Sandy Marrowhunt. And we are talking to Tasha Seitz, who's the Chief Investment Officer for Impact Engine. She's also on the steering committee of the MBA Impact Investing Network and Training Program, the Mint, mm-hmm. and a good friend. So really, thank you for joining us. Tasha. Oh, good. No, oh. Sandy. This is this is you know this is what we do. We're like we when we're in the studio, it's like you go. No, I go. You go. So we're not we're not sitting across from each other. This it's a this compliment setting. to the guest because it means we both are dying to ask you questions. Uh, so I want to know a little bit about data and analytics in this space um, when it comes to measuring impact, when it comes to measuring financial performance, especially in the startup arena. There's always that balance of you know what's it worth collecting, doing, measuring, and allowing someone to do what they do well quickly. Mm-hmm. Where where does the burden lie these days? Is there an increased pressure for more analytic rigor within the social enterprise scene? Or, um, you know, what are you seeing? Well, th- so the measurement piece is really, really important. But at the super early stages, I think that has to be balanced with pragmatism. So... Um, This is an important part of our diligence process leading up to an investment, is sitting down with an entrepreneur, having an explicit conversation around impact, what they can measure now, what they can measure in the future, sort of how they think about what the real drivers are. So um, I think having the discipline around creating, for us, it's around creating a specific 
thesis around what the company does, how that connects to things that they can measure, um, and how those things that they can measure ultimately connect to outcomes and impacts that really matter and that we care about. So when we were talking to Brian, he sort of talked about this idea of impact measurement. Is that the same sort of approach that Impact Engine and the companies that you work with take? Impact management. Management, not measurement. Yes. Sorry, management. Yeah, so, so, so yes, we are very clear in having a conversation with each company about what kinds of impacts they're trying to create. Uh, and then connecting that to things that they can measure that capture that uh, that impact. So it's harder to do that at the fund level for us. We're actually thinking through what that means for us because we mm-hmm. do invest across a variety of sectors. Um, but we're very clear about making sure that our companies are clear about that. Um, and we sign a, an impact commitment with them. We agree that they are going to report metrics to us. Mm-hmm. We agree on what those metrics are. And I think the companies that we love to work with are the ones that welcome and get really energized and excited about having that conversation about impact and have uh, already have a lot of great ideas about what they can measure in the future to go deeper and get more sophisticated about reporting on the impact they're having. Do we believe, because I think when we talk about mint companies, we I think we really want to find that sweet spot where the financial success of a company really does, the, the, the impact is therefore embedded too. Is that what you look for in the company? Absolutely. So, um, uh, we think about the five P's of impact, product, place, um, people, paradigm shift, and process. So for us, the product is the P that we focus on because we want impact built into what the company does from a core product or service offering. And so um, that creates that lockstep that Brian talks about. Right. Um, you can't grow your company and drop your corporate social responsibility or it, decrease it. it it's gr- much you know, The harder. impact grows with your product. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. So that's what we're looking for. Um, there can be ways that those things get separated, um, you know, and sometimes, particularly in the economic empowerment space, like pricing is part of um, the equation, and that can be, you know, sometimes a point of tension with companies. So it's not perfect by any means, but we are looking for that kind of alignment, uh, you know, when it comes to impact and value. And, you know, the other thing I would say is there's a lot of discussion around does impact survive an acquisition? And if the mm-hmm. impact is in the product or the service, it has a much better chance, I think, of surviving that kind of tr- corporate transition. Well, yeah, transition. I mean, and that's what we looked at with our re- first research report, Great Expectations, mm-hmm. a little a year and a half ago now. But thinking through, we were really interested in liquidity in the space, right? As yeah. an investor, you want your money back at some point. And so if it's a strategic acquisition, as most of these are in our space, um, you know, where do, does, is that social impact sort of baked in? Is it secure or is it going to be dissolved? And so it sounds like when you're investing, you know, it really is in lockstep. That is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we need to wrap up. Time is flying by that in this so segment. Fast. I know I so. Know. <laughs> we didn't even get to the buzzkill part. I, you were talking about buzzkill <laughs> with Jacob. I'm glad we didn't get there. Natasha, so, any, any parting words for social entrepreneurs who are listening? There are many. Well, I just think there's so many opportunities um, out there, so much need to create impact, um, and the passion and the energy that entrepreneurs bring to solving these um, challenges is really incredibly important, um, but you still need to have the discipline and the rigor. Um, you know, you'll have to have lots of conversations with investors like me, and you just, you know, keep at it. Um, you know, find great people to bring around you uh, and, you know, build some great companies. And maybe you'll be part of our portfolio one day. I look Absolutely. forward to meeting you. Well, it sounds like you also take the, the approach, like, 
impact. Yes, we want to have a positive social environmental impact, but this is about innovation too. These are real challenges where you can innovate. That's right. That's right. I would. The other comment that I would make as well that th- there's challenges, there's real opportunities to innovate, um, but find something that you know something about. I think some of the strongest entrepreneurs that we see are ones that are really rooted in the problem that they're trying to solve. You know, they're listening hard to customers. They understand the pro- understand the problem well, so that they can build the right solution. So, um, so yeah, just yeah. focus on what you're passionate about. Get smart and. Make it happen. All right. Well, thank you so much. We've been speaking with Tasha Seitz, who's the Chief Investment Officer of Impact Engine. I look forward to spending the next couple of days with you. Thanks for stopping by. Likewise. Thank yeah, you. That was a nice sort of mint wrap-up to the, the segments here. And so, Sandy, we gosh, this is rapid-fire guests. Like, people just popping in, popping out. I and, loved it. And I loved getting this opportunity to speak with our, with our attendees. <clears throat> what did you learn? I'm, I'm more optimistic than ever, you know, yeah. to hear from these individuals that there's more product that they expected. And you know what? You know what I love about today? I think everyone's a little bit more relaxed about things. We heard from Liesl Pritzker-Simmons. Everybody chill out. Like, <laughs> you know, appro- approach it in the way you approach it. All activity is good activity. I think we heard from Brian Charles' dad. Don't stress out about measurement in the way we as an industry have been really looking for, you know, a, a silver bullet. So I think everyone is kind of saying, like, hey, you know, let's not the, let perfect be the enemy of the good. And that's what I'm really taking away from today. And it's very heartening. Yeah, I really I look forward to the rest of the day yeah. and your panel Thanks, um, around impact investing strategies. Sandy, thank you so much. This has been really fun. This we are, has been fun. We have been here on the floor of the Wharton Social Impact Conference here in Philadelphia. Thanks to Matt Johnson, our producer, and Emily coming down from New York. Uh, this is Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 111. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.